This week, my guest is Anna Murray, and we will be discussing pattern and why understanding our connection to this is needed now more than ever. Anna is an author and co-founder of award-winning design firm, Paternity. Artfully bridging the worlds of science, sustainability, and design, their work tells meaningful stories that highlight human interconnectedness with nature and promote regenerative patterns of seeing and being in the world today. Anna is driven by the core belief that a shared awareness and understanding of the universal language of pattern can inspire a deeper connection to our environment, each other, and indeed ourselves. Anna regularly speaks across the globe about the key role of nature, creativity, and design as catalysts for cultural change. She was named by the Evening Standard as one of London's most influential people and is also the co-author of two books, Paternity, A New Way of Seeing, and Be Great, Be Grateful, a gratitude journal to inspire positive living. Today, you will learn what conscious design is, the importance of pattern, why we need to recognize it in ourselves, and how that can help us relate to the natural world around us. I love speaking with Anna. Her intelligence and wisdom are evident, plus she's a lot of fun to be with. Seeing the world through her eyes opens a door to a deeper connection to all that is. So grab a cup of something delicious and join us as we follow the nudge, because you never know where it may lead. So welcome, welcome, welcome to The Nudge with Kia Eileen. I am joined today by Anna Murray, the creative director of award-winning design studio Paternity. I am so, so happy to have Anna here. She's amazing. You're going to love every word that she says, including her warm and, and fantastic giggle. Hopefully we'll be hearing that as well. But Anna, it's a pleasure to have you here today. It's a pleasure to be here. What a, what a joy. It's, sat, it's a Saturday, sunny day, and I'm in my cosy gear, and I'm talking to you, and that's just, I don't, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a happy place. It is a happy place. We were borderline on doing this in pyjamas today, so um, <laughs> it's a real pleasure. Oh, Anna, um, before, so before I start, I like to just do a few deep breaths just to bring us into this space together, just to bring us into heart resonance. And it opens up the, just the flow of communication. So I'll invite you to breathe with me. So taking a deep breath in and release. Taking a deep, deep breath into your heart space, opening up the heart space. And release. And taking a deep, deep breath in, feeling the heart space expanding even more. And release. Mm. That's so lovely. Mm, thank you for that. So, so lovely. Welcome to the space. 
Ah, so as I was mentioning, you are one half of the dynamic duo uh, behind the incredible design uh, studio, Paternity. Um, For those who are unfamiliar with your work, how would you define conscious design? That's a that's a good question. Um, well, there's I mean it, there's so many layers that you could go into. I suppose on the one on the on the surface layer, maybe um, we design, we create designs, and we sometimes apply them to things, or we create installations, or we help to find ways to visually communicate meaningful messages or stories. But design in itself we take a lot of our inspiration from nature, for example. And even when we have big, bold, you can kind of see some of them actually in the background, Mm. like bold graphic designs. Mm. You might not immediately feel like those relate to um, nature, but actually everything in life is made from these fundamental building blocks, these shapes. So fundamentals like circles relate to cycles, the sun, how we used to sit in circles with our ancestors around the fire, the the cycles of a day the cycles of our lives you know and and in 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 sacred geometry the the circle it represents the infinite the the kind of all that there is and 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 so you know and then you take a triangle which represents three and three sides coming together and containment or square and you've got the, the four and that's our homes that's the four walls you know there's so many layers within just a simple shape and that's just a simple few simple shapes but then when you actually start thinking about nature's emergent patterns too Mm. how there's a consciousness in action right so pattern and design is just one way to visualize this universal consciousness that we are part of we have the same patterns in our own you know spiraling dna as there is in a galaxy right so we are we are interrelated with these patterns. And so that for me is this conscious design. And through paternity, we try and take a lot of that out there, ideas or thinking or feeling or energy or creativity and and try and make it into tangible explorations that people can actually engage with in the the physical world that we're in. Um, And then on top of that, so that's the what, but then there's also the how in terms of like how Grace and I are as women working in design or just as people, as human beings working in design. And we, we really take a lot of time to align ourselves with design in the deepest sense. So taking rest when we need to take rest and acknowledging that we're part of something much bigger and the cycles and patterns and rhythms of life we are part of those. We're not separate to them. And so we don't design outside of that and kind of create beautiful nature based pieces and just run ourselves ragged. Working, yeah. you know? So it's, yeah. it's like this, the design of how, of how we work and who we are and what we're putting into the world that has a particular resonance and a kind of consciousness. So that's, um, a, that's amazing. And a lot of what I hear you saying is really about honoring patterns you know, honoring the flow of things and honoring patterns, um, you know, and it's, and I, I love the kind of marriage of the kind of out there thinking, bringing it into something tangible that you can hold. And so that we can sort of express nature, holding it in our hands as well. So it's like, we're the repeating pattern, holding the pattern. It's kind of like that, that film um, inception 
is it inception? No, inter, inception, inception, the patterns within the patterns and the thing within the thing. So um, I love that. I absolutely love that. So much of your work, or, or quite a lot of your work, the predominant part of your work is around pattern. When do you think you started noticing patterns? What are the first patterns that you think you noticed? Maybe even as a child. It was deaf. My mum, I've been having a lot of reflection time lately and, you know, chat. My, I'm not with my mum at the moment, but we've been talking. She's been going through a lot of old photos. And she said that, I mean, I think most children, to be honest, are, but she said I was very, you know, I would zoom in and, and we would go on a walk. And, and she, I would, she said I would just go and zoom in on this tiny, tiny little bug or something. And she, she would, you know, she couldn't even see it. And then, I, and then I'd be there. And I just want to stare and you know, luckily she was very patient and she would, you know, she would, she would let me just sit, stand and look at this. I was, was always seeing these patterns. I think she would, she would know better than I, but I know that later on in my life, it actually became almost a problem actually, because I felt like I saw all this inspiration and I saw all these patterns and I saw all this beauty but I just, I didn't, I didn't have an outlet to share that. Mm. And, and that was, you know, for me, this, there was something in me of just like, I need to be able to share this. Um, and it doesn't fit in any one box. Yeah. You know? And in university, I was like, should I, you know, should I study? I mean, I was never a scientist, but actually the science, this, you know, the pat- patterns in science is something that I've become hugely passionate about. Yes. talking to scientists then there's creativity but there, there seemed to be a disconnect and I was yeah. like but it's not it's none of these things it's path it's, it's all of these things yes um so so mm. and that's interesting because so in I, some, yeah. yeah sorry sorry there's a lag sorry about that <laughs> um well just in in some respects I guess that was the that was the drive behind paternity which was well for me it was to be able to kind of share share this and we started off as just an open access blog where people could see the beauty of pattern we just grace and i shared all our research and our visuals of pattern and that was the beginning that was the first in, incarnation of what paternity was or is and that's amazing and because it sounds because it sounds like you are really the bridge between sort of the sciencey bits and the creative bits which really hadn't found a home together you're finding a way in a vehicle to marry those two things because really they are connected you know one isn't exclusive from the other they are connected and and I think your work represents quite a lot of that um and and so you started out as a blog as you've mentioned and and sort of what was what was the inspiration to move that forward how did that get moved forward into into what you're doing now well, the, the blog was, um, I mean, it was a fascinating time because there wasn't really, it wasn't as, as, as visually digital an age as now. Like we have Instagram, you know, there wasn't, Instagram didn't exist when we started paternity. So it was, it was or it was just on the cusp, I think, maybe. I don't, I don't think it even existed. So the image archive was quite, it got very popular very quickly. Mm-hmm it was because of the way we were putting the visuals together as well so it wasn't just that we splurged out all our inspiration we found ways to curate it and, and it was all about the theme so you would have a stripy we called them stories um pre-instagram stories we would have you know 
a, a Breton jumper next to some agate crystal, next to satin rings, next to a bumblebee, next to a barcode. And, you know, you start to see these connections and then you yeah. move to spots and you have, you know, a, a leopard, a, a ladybird and, 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 and so on. And so we were, you, it was almost like sharing this universal language, but in the simplest, yeah. in the simplest way, it was just visuals. Um, and at, at that time I was working in, um, I was working in a, a creative agency that I, I didn't really, I didn't really like doing it. You know, I, I, I was grateful for many things, what I learned there, but it was very high stress. It was, it was very commercial. And I just remember just being like, this isn't, this isn't what creativity is really. Mm. And because of the popularity of the blog, Grace and I, with our skills, mine as a kind of creative director, art director, and Grace had studied textiles and she'd, uh, she'd, she worked on very multidisciplinary projects whereby it might be, the design might be on a side of a building or it might also be on a rug or it might be, you know, so we were really, there was a really complementary skill. We had the skills and so we started to get approached by companies to apply our designs because they said, okay, well, you've got this visual and you've got this aesthetic. Could, how could we collaborate? And a few really forward thinking people saw the potential. The first was an author, uh, a publisher and there was a book about the movement of, um, the movement of tribes in Africa actually. And they wanted us to share, share the, the visual of how that might look through patterns. It was almost like a kind of data visualization, you know, to show that pattern, we could take this storytelling and actually make it make sense on specific um, briefs and projects. Amazing. That's amazing. And so a few forward thinking companies, clients um, got in touch. And so, you know, kind of gave you the vehicle to move forward. So you said you were working with an agency that you didn't, you didn't really like very much. And so um, what, was it how did it feel how did you know that when it was time to move on from that to doing something else to doing sort of what you're doing now how did you know in yourself um well I went through a real kind of dark night of the soul with it all really because I had I I remember every you know getting up and having to go to work I was only in my early 20s Mm. but that feeling in the morning of like pulling myself up and out you know and I've never been a morning person and um you know even that alone you know to have to fit into that rhythm and that structure and force myself to get on the tube and go to work and sit uh, we were so you know we had no uh, no personal space it was like computer computer they wedged more and more and more people into the studio and it was so high stress and I had to go and I had to go and, you know, run, do photo shoots. And I remember, you know, some, some days I would, just wouldn't have slept, like, for nervousness the night before. And I remember I went and directed a photo shoot with Cara Delevingne, actually. And um, I hadn't even slept, hadn't slept a wink. And I was just like, this just, it, you know, clearly I didn't know I wasn't really listening to my body. You know, mm. those messages now, I, I, I know them. And sometimes you get feelings like that before you're growing, right? So actually sometimes you have got to to some extent push through a little bit to kind of help yourself to grow. Yeah. And, and maybe even that was it because it was a long extended pre growth, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
but, um, I, you know, it was just, I just wasn't sleeping. I wasn't, you know, I just felt I was shaking a lot at night. Like I, I had these like tremory and, you know, I just was like, what is happening to me? And I just knew, yeah, I just knew that it wasn't, something wasn't right. And, um, I just kept on having this sat, this, um, you know, the same, these same words coming in that this just isn't what creativity is about. You know, I'd gone mm-hmm. to art school, which I mean, art school I found to be focused on getting a job as well. You know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. it was not, for me, it wasn't as expansive enough and pure enough to be about the true essence of what creativity is. You know, how mm-hmm. amazing when, if there were art schools where they're talking about the essence of creativity as part of nature yes. and, and us being extensions of nature to create consciously in the world rather than going end up in advertising to sell things that are going to end up in landfill. Cause that's what I was feeling. Like yeah. my creativity here is being channeled into creating something that someone A doesn't need <laughs> and B is going to probably, and it is probably damaging people, um, you know, who are making it. Yes. And I remember, I remember the moment though when mm. I knew it was time to go. Perfect. And it was, I'd, because I'd started reading spiritual, my flatmate, um, who is a very dear friend, her mum was very spiritual and she'd, Elsie had recommended her to read The Power of Now and she gave it to me and I read The Power of Now and I remember that being like, you know, quite a key moment. Like, wow, yeah, yeah. It's about being in the now now and being in the the moment. And, you know, that felt like such a radical thought at the time. Yes. And I came up with this, you know, me being me, I was like, I need to, I need to share this and I need to bring this into this agency. And I, and I remember, um, my client was, uh, I shan't, I won't name them, but they're, they were a company in Australia and they're a fast fashion brand, a bit like Topshop here. Yeah. And in, in, and, and, but they have this amazing community of young women, you know, and that for me was what was interesting is there's this community of young women. And I, and I came up with this, I, uh, this campaign, so this was in, I don't know, 2007, I guess. And it was called Welcome to Now. And it was all about encouraging these, these girls, these women to be in the present and how to, how to connect that to themselves and be in that place. And, you know, they did it. We, we worked on exper- experiences of bringing in meditation and stuff. And the client, I remember, they were like, this is great because when it comes to sale time, we can just say, buy it all, buy it all now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think you may have slightly missed the point. <laughs> and I remember just sitting in that. We had all these, you know. I, had to, I remember I had to come in, go in at like seven, six. I'm sorry, seven or eight at really early calls to the, to Australia. And I remember just sit, going, having battled my way into work, and just sitting at this computer, just listening to them saying that, and just thinking can't this isn't this is this this no (laughs) this isn't this isn't right and this this just isn't how I need to express myself and you know the work culture was one that felt very quite toxic as well and and there there was a lot of areas around it Mm. Um, and like I say I'm grateful for the growth it gave me but it, it it um it wasn't for me anymore yeah and um and so I left, but Grace and I had already been kind of planning a lot of the paternity stuff. So it was quite yes. nice because the two, the two went quite well. And they knew that I was doing that at the agency, but they thought that I just had a kind of side project. Like a hobby. Yeah. 
And they kind yeah. of, you know, go, your blog, little blog kind of thing. It was like, no, no, this is something that I'm really wanting to turn all that creativity into. Sure. And so you had the nudge, you know, the signals from your body, you know, which I think, you know, it's really important, I think, to highlight that for people who might be listening and, and might be, you know, feeling things which they they don't recognize as little nudges from their body and from their soul that, you know, something doesn't quite fit anymore. Something isn't quite right. And so, you know, as you were saying, you've had some, you know, wonderful descriptions. Well, not wonderful. They weren't wonderful at the time, but um, helpful, shall we say, you know, you know, not sleeping or, you know, um, you know, feeling nervous, having that nervous energy or shaking and, and not really understanding what that was about. And, and then just having that feeling dropping in or the words dropping in, this is not what creativity is about and just no, right? And so you had the just no. And so you had the push to jump. What was it like landing in the space where you were now on your own? What did that feel like? Well, it was... It was quite a, it was very scary. It was quite a scary moment. There was worth saying that it wasn't like a complete, oh my, right, I'm out. Mm. I, I actually wound it down. So I still, I still did a bit of work for that company because I think it's quite important for like, it wasn't just a like, right, over, new start that I actually because I needed still to have some security whilst we kind of you know blurring the lines of kind of moving from mm. one to the next um so I ended up going down to something like three days a week which was quite good but ultimately it meant I was doing five day five days and three days yes so that, <laughs> that interim time was actually quite stressful but at least I had this outpouring of my creativity in the other place but even that you know it was I remember my my dad um bless him he was very you know on the on surface level I had a good job I was being paid really well I was traveling around the world doing photo shoots and you know it, it was fun it looked it, it sounded like success right yeah um so there was certain you know I remember my dad being very much like are you sure you know are you sure about this and 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 I you know no I'm not I was I wasn't sure but then in me I was totally sure like I knew that this was the thing that I'd been looking for to be able to really pour my creativity into and I think when you find that thing you are you have that certainty and that groundedness in yourself to say right yeah I'm gonna take a huge pay cut or actually you know for many years not really get paid very well at all Mm. Not about it's not about that I'd rather be being paid virtually nothing and be able to feel creatively fulfilled sure. not that, not that those two need to be mutually exclusive actually so that's kind of how we redefine this time right yes have value in what we're doing beyond selling yeah landfill <laughs> selling selling stuff for landfill exactly exactly so um there was no sort of you know it wasn't sort of a, a straight jump um but the times were scary um yeah. you know kind of started to go out on your own and I guess I, I guess sort of, you sort of answered it you know what made you sure just a sense of knowing that there was something else that you were meant to be doing um that's wonderful now in terms of you know, your business is growing, um, stuff is happening. Um, have there been times when you haven't listened 
to that nudge? Have there been times when you've ignored those pushes from the body, from the soul? And what's happened as a result? Definitely. Well, we um, we had a time around two years ago now, I would say, where we we were growing and we were and I was getting those feelings again of, oh, you know, I'm I'm getting into this, I call it um stripey mode. So getting it, you know, (laughs) getting up, you know, forcing myself to get up really early and, and, and we had staff and we were growing, we had a lovely studio and it was beautiful, but it was, it was, you know, all day, every day meetings, talk, we're running, doing talks, events, emailing, to-do list just endless and we were having to bring in much more money because we had people to pay full-time people to pay yeah and a big studio to run and 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 you start to find yourself back on that back in that pattern right Mm. and and we needed to we needed to make more and then we were starting to take on work or consider work that was almost to be honest back in my old I might as well have been back in that old in that agency hmm. so grace and i grace felt it first actually i i was probably kind of going trying to like keep going through it and she was she was just like no this just doesn't feel like the way i want to be working and she moved to away she moved to scotland for just you know to still work together um but she was just like i need more space around me i suppose and she had that call and she followed it and I remember just being like, no, I need to, you know, I need to keep the business going. And I felt real, um, not that she didn't, but I felt a huge responsibility to the staff to kind mm. of you know, keep going. And, and so I, I was like, at one point holding these, this big production job, it was going wrong, big installation suddenly cost loads more money to do. We didn't have the money in the bank. I was looking at the bank account, setting down, just looking at the figures, just like, oh, <laughs> make it work. And we ended up having to make redundancies. And that was one of the hardest things I've had to do mm. um, to sit and, you know, and I sat with them and I held their hands. And, you know, one member of staff had been with us for years. And it was just so painful. But really, the signs had been there before that. It's like you've got to keep making space and you've got to have keep having rest in order to keep continually creating authentically and consciously I really think we can't just get back it's so ingrained in us to keep to be so busy and to keep keep making keep doing like 24 7 and and that's not being true to what being alive is I think so um yeah so that was tough but it made space. It was a painful one because it was almost like suddenly we had to, we had to kind of change everything. And I went back home and we set, closed down the studio space. And uh, it meant I was quite well prepared for this time because I know I've got my little desk under the stairs, like Harry Potter. And, yes. <laughs> you know, we, we work now on a constellation basis. So we work with people. We still work with some of the same people, but just not in a paying their bills the whole time way. Sure. And that's interesting. So you had to find, you know, you had to find sort of your rhythm, how you work. Um, And it wasn't about sort of pushing all the time. You know, there was, there's a, 
there's yeah. a kind of a, a pattern of, of rest and then pushing and rest and then pushing. You know, we're cyclical beings, but we don't really honor that. And how do you think we can, you know, really share that message with, with people, with companies, especially in, in your world, working with a lot of corporates? Um, you know, how can we really share the message of, of really a more natural way of working um that's still sustainable for business yeah because instantly if people start thinking about um you know taking rest or it, it's just scary right to a business because they just see that as downward a downward curve of money money and, and profitability and and innovation but i suppose it's reframing um it's reframing the, the value of rest ultimately, isn't it? It's reframing yes. that as something that is actually integral as part of the creative process. And, quite, and, and in the creative process, that obviously applies to people in any job, any career, any way of life, right? You know? Exactly, yeah. So, but maybe it's even that. It's, it's actually acknowledging that creativity is just an outpouring of energy and ideas and creativity can be in a conversation, you know, and there's a beginning, a middle, and... And an, and an end and there's cycles within everything so after this conversation I'll take a moment to reflect and have a lie down or a rest yes. rather, than, rather than straight on to the next thing and, and we do that in, in everything don't we yeah. we don't allow the cyclical nature so for example after the end of one of our books that we brought out quite early on I wrote a book about gratitude um that's a big kind of theme for me and but I wrote this book and to be honest, afterwards, I felt quite flat when it came out because, mm. and I think a lot of the time we do, when, we've, when we actually bring out something creative, often that there's something in us that there's like, there's some kind of grief or some sadness or something comes in, doesn't it? Yes. And, and I think sometimes we just need to know that that, or, or that could be part of my creative process, but actually it's probably because I was straight onto the next project. I didn't actually allow myself that space. Yes. And, and it's interesting because I, I think of creativity as an energy that lives with you, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a force that lives with you and you're working on a project or you're writing something and, and you let that thing go. And it's like almost like letting a friend go, letting this energy go. And as you say, sometimes we just move on to the next thing. I know that was quite a lot of the way that I worked, you know, I've got, right on to the next thing. I've got to, without this, without this space to say, you know, I've had to let this energy go and now I need to recalibrate and, and take stock of where I am and, and, and breathe and give myself space and rest. And, you know, and I yeah. think, you know, there's really something to be said for that. And, and creativity also comes through stillness as well. And mm -hmm. I think um, there's not enough value placed on just stillness. I know that that is really central to my work and yours as well, that, you know, there's so much beauty in just sitting in stillness and breathing and, you can pick up so much from the environment and things around you just by, just by sort of sitting in stillness and, and absorbing as opposed to doing and forcing. Totally. And, and of course that's how, that is how nature works, right? We can look mm. to nature. I mean, nature is our ultimate teacher. We, 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 we can get so lost in this stripy world and <laughs> actually forget that our, Everything is cyclical. We have the seasons, don't we? So we yes. have, you know, we have we have spring, and that's like new seedlings and new new life, and it's it's you know a bit tender, and we need to look after little spring buds so the frost doesn't get them. 
And then we have summer in full bloom. And, you know, we're in a culture that loves the spring and the summer. And we want full time. We'd like to be in constant summer, right? Um, but we, we, we ignore that second half, that, that, that breakdown of autumn, which is where the information and the, the nutrients of the leaves and the, you know, all that good stuff goes down into the soil. And then we have winter and that's about, you know, we have slowing down and we have complete stillness and, and, and everything in nature in winter, there's not much going on on the surface, but that's where all the new see, you know, it takes root, right? The new, the newness. So we can bring that back into common consciousness. I feel like it's happening, but when, when corporates maybe start to notice this, then, then it's, it's, yeah, it's like we've gone against these natural cycles and rhythms, but how can we bring that back and how can we start to realign and, and, and honor again, honor ourselves as yeah. yeah. technical beings um, in our stripey, you know, find some cycles within our stripes. I love that. And so I, I understand what you mean. What do you mean by stripes? <laughs> stripey world. What does that mean to you? I understand, but for those of for those people who might be listening, what is she, what does she mean? What's she talking about? <laughs> so stripey world is get up the same time every day, send your emails send your stripes, get a load more stripes back, look at your spreadsheets. No, all, you know, there's like something happening at, all the time, right? Yeah. In, in stripy land. So it's, it's um, there's no space in stripy land. And stripy land is good, right? Because stripes help us. I mean, I would say in other terms, you might say it's your yang energy mm-hmm. or your, your masculine energy, right? It's mm-hmm. your getting stuff done it's like the to-do list that we all need and I love a to-do list I am a to-do list person we're to-do list sisters there I've got you (laughs) I love a to-do list uh, and we need our to-do list but if it all becomes to-do lists and we're not allowing the maybe spontaneity or um or just the the pleasure and again that's maybe the more feminine again not masculine not man, woman, but the feminine of the softness, of the slowing down, of mm-hmm. the rest, of the textures and, you know, being cosy and music or the subtle and the, the, the spaces between. We need the two in union yeah. in order to live more harmoniously and in balance and more creative and conscious and fulfilled and healthy and happy and all the good stuff, I think. That's it. And I think for true balance, we have to have both. You know, we can't have all one or the other because it just doesn't work. Um, uh, either nothing gets done or, you know, it gets done and sacrifices everything else. Um, and I, it's interesting because we are in interesting and in some ways difficult times. And it is representing for me a lot of this slowing down, more sort of feminine energy where we have, we've had to slow right down and all of the systems have had to kind of press pause. And there's, there's a newness that's emerging at the moment that I can feel coming through. Um, what patterns are you seeing in the times that we're living in at the moment? Um, yeah, I feel like there's I mean the patterns that feel like they're there's many isn't there there's certain I think people are becoming aware of their patterns mm. <laughs> that's a pattern yes uh, so 
because we've had to slow down or many have been not obviously there's a lot of people who are actually working from home just as much and they've got their kids and you know there's a lot of people who haven't been aren't slowing down or aren't able to slow down Mm. but for for the many that have I feel like it's allowing a noticing of the subtleties more like how things impact you or how what's triggering you or what's it what's it bringing up in you and Mm. I feel like there's this spaciousness is allowed for people to see themselves that bit better yeah um and you know, practical things like it's people are baking more and, you know, people are, people are cooking, making their own food and they're in their homes and they're maybe giving their home some love and their garden some home. I think uh, some love, I think people are noticing nature more than they ever have. And it's been the most beautiful spring I think I've seen. Yes. My my mum has a beautiful garden in Bristol and she said it has honestly been the most beautiful spring. Um, and I feel there's no coincidence in that. Um, and I, and I, and so I think noticing nature, noticing our rhythms, noticing our cycles, getting to know ourselves better, connecting more with food, what nourishes us. And, and, and for me, there's been an, there's been an element of just noticing the miracle that life is. Like I really burnt my um, hand on the grill the other day, oh. baking. <laughs> baking. Amazing. <laughs> And, um, and I've made, you know, just the, just noticing it heal. Yeah. Oh. I mean, amazing, like amazing. Our body knows how to heal itself and it's a consciousness, you know, and, and I cut, I sliced my finger um, on a new knife. I bought myself a new knife so I could, you know, in the kitchen, get a bit savvy in the kitchen, cut yes. my finger first day as you do but watching it reform and that it knows these you know my fingerprint yeah it it knows how to make those patterns and I'm not doing anything yeah and and I was really struck with the feeling that it really hurt the most the day before it started getting better um Mm. and I was like that feels like that feels like what's happening right now like it hurts and it's like but something's healing Yes. And there's a consciousness at play here that we are we are so interwoven with and it's so beautiful. Wow. I just love that. Um, and because there is, you know, something deeper at work and and just that reflection that you've just slowed down to just look at, you know, kind of a, the microcosm of what's going on in, in the macrocosm of this consciousness that's at play that we're just, you know, little pieces of, um, you know, there are some, some beautiful things happening in and amongst all of the kind of chaos. There is some beauty really emerging if we are still enough to to sort of see that um and i and i feel like there's something in this time that's enabled people to have this perhaps broader perspective not only of what they're grateful for that maybe they don't now don't aren't able to have that they took for granted like seeing certain people or being able to go to a particular place or go traveling or all the things that we've we've kind of become so spoiled really haven't we that we have have had all this choice but there was a feeling that that was actually just really overwhelming, that amount of choice. It was just actually not healthy because we could see where, you know, being able to buy all these tropical fruits and 
and in certain you know we can we can have anything we want at any time a lot many of us um just to differing and varying levels but there's a there's a feeling that that's actually not a healthy way to be to be consuming the amount that we do and I think a lot of people were feeling that you know that it's and did we even know why we were choosing things sometimes you know did we yeah. even understand why we were choosing things just because they were there um and maybe yeah. there's some they're gonna be there's gonna be a move now to toward more conscious you know consumerism you know how we consume things how we interact with the things that we buy and, and especially food yeah you know, not being able to get a hold of certain things makes you <laughs> makes you really value them um, um but i love the the kind of push that we're experiencing now toward local you know buying local and, and what's on your doorstep and that's been yeah. amazing that's been absolutely amazing for me and for me to, to witness that so mm. You know, we've heard about, you know, what happens, you know, within you, you know, the kind of things that push you and motivate you, what's happened when you haven't listened to, listened to the nudge. Um, if people are listening out there and if you want them to understand what might be for them, their own nudge, what advice would you give to them? I would, I would advise to give themselves some space for that. To not feel like anything's wrong with them. If they're getting these feelings and they're feeling like something's not right. To give themselves space to not have to have the solutions overnight. Because when you're feeling you just, you know, something's not right and, and you need to change it. It's like that autopilot of like, well, I need to make this right right now is mm. just so strong that we need to fix everything and make it perfect. And it sends you right into your head and into that stripy world, trying to you know sort everything out. But actually, maybe finding that softness and kindness to yourself more so to just give a bit of space around the edges of what's emerging, because there's ultimately something's trying to rebirth itself in you, or you've got kind of you know growing pains. Um, or, and and so I feel like there's something when that's happening, I feel like what's happening in you is that there's something dying away and there's something also trying to come through. And that's, that's why I think we experience this like stirring and energy moving and like, what is happening to me? Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's so confusing. And I think when we're confused, we need space to allow ourselves, you know, to come back to ourselves and to soothe ourselves. And it might just be, you know, just coming like time in nature or holding your heart and your heart's like going like, "Ah!" and actually, you know, there's science in that, that it can soothe, right. It can bring us back to ourselves and soothe our parasympathetic nervous Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. and just self-soothing and nourishment and laughter and, music and dance and I guess it's that feminine energy right giving yourself that that nurturing because what do you need when you're going through times of change you want like a you know you want that mothering to yourself yes so um and you know in the past I've thought that I need to do more when you know and I, I think there's it's breaking that pattern I think for us and and trusting that what's tr- what is emerging will come that is perfect That is so perfect. And, you know, and, you know, what I hear you saying as well is, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable, you know, just being comfortable with, 
with things feeling a little bit sort of jagged and, you know, feeling unsure because that is the process of rebirth. And we've sort of lost that in this kind of, you know, I'm fine kind of world. I'm fine. I'm fine. But being comfortable with being uncomfortable um, and allowing yourself to be in that space in nature. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if your nudge had two words, your nudge had two words that it wanted to leave us with, what would your nudge say? Two or three words. I'll give you three. What would my nudge, what would my nudge be saying? Yeah. To me? Yeah. Or to, or to, or to anyone, to, to you, to anyone. What words are coming up from your nudge today in this moment? I love, in, in the now. What's, what's your nudge coming up with now? Reconnect. Mm. Love. Mm. It might be just those two. I think it's, re- yeah, how we can reconnect and love ourselves in that process. And like you said, be trust, maybe trust. I think maybe trust. So those would be my three. Reconnect, love and trust absolutely perfect. Anna, it has been an immense pleasure sharing this time with you. Thank you so much for joining me on The Nudge. I love you. I love you. I love you. If people want to get in contact with you or to see your work, where can they find you? So the the best places are, um, well, we're on Instagram. So it's paternity with two T's. (laughs) And that's our Instagram. And then there's our website, which is paternity.org. And there's all sorts of loads of inspiration in there. There's meditations people can do. There's exercises people can do. There's beautiful patterns to look at. There's our projects. And that's, that would lead you into how to contact us as well. So just our email or our Instagram. And then my Instagram is Anna underscore underscore paternity. Two underscores, double underscore. Just two, for good measure. Uh, I love it. I love it. And I can highly recommend the Gratitude Journal and, you know, looking at uh, Paternity's work. It is really, really special. Um, the journal is amazing. I love my journal. Thank you very much. Um, so please do take a look at the work um, and see all of the inspiration um, and feel all of the inspiration that you can gain from, from just you know, being in the space and having a look. So Anna, thank you so much for joining me here today. I adore you. I love you. And um, yeah, thank you. Love you so much. Thank you. So many great things to pick out from that conversation. What patterns can you see in your own life? What has this time of slowing down shown to you? Are you still stuck in Stripe World or have you brought in some stillness? After today, hopefully you can find a bit more of that softness to see what has before been unseen, to embrace what you may have previously taken for granted. I, for one, love the idea that instead of seeing ourselves as separate, through pattern we can begin to know that we are all connected to something greater, to nature each other to life itself join me next week with another special guest as we continue to define that force always working on your behalf propelling you forward if you're ready to follow your nudge but you're feeling a bit stuck go to my website 
www.kiaailen.com or Instagram, Kia Eileen underscore Soul Clarity or my Facebook page at Kia Eileen. This podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, and CastBox, so please subscribe. And remember to follow the nudge, because you never know where it may lead.